You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. crisis and we're also in the world of movement and in the world of action and man what how does it work out that you wind up at the ripe age that I am (laughs) to be able to sit across a table from someone like I'm doing right now celebrated author let me toss my hair back Linda Blackman Lowry but it's not about the book itself it's about the experience that she's captured in this book because not only is it a biography, autobiographical. It is also something that is going to be, and has been, actually in this past year or so, has been the subject of a new musical and a new play. And it is going to not only start here in New York on a small, wonderful time at the Riverside Baptist Church during the Martin Luther King holiday season, because, you know, now we've got a season for him, which is fabulous, I guess. (laughs) And... It is the story, it's called Turning 15 on the Road to Freedom. And it's very rare, as I was trying to tell you before when we were getting in the elevator, I was bringing up my guest and I was trying to think of how I could say this to her without sounding too, you know, crazed. But, you know, we're told a lot, especially as, as you know, African Americans, we are taught and told for many years that the reason that we are here is because we are standing on the shoulders of greatness and we're standing on the shoulders of people who have made it possible for us to be here. And to sit across from Miss Linda Blackman-Lowry and be able to tell her thank you (laughs) for letting me stand on your shoulders because the piece Turning 15 on the Road to Freedom is a very, very tough conversation that had to have happened. And I think that, you know... Many of us who spend our energies getting all enraged on Twitter because mm-hmm. we got something to say mm-hmm. and we got to put our stuff out there, you know, that's keyboard courage. Right. And what Ms. Lowry has done at the time when she was just Linda Blackman, <laughs> um, she marched right alongside Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and was... At 15, the youngest person to march, especially the famous March to Selma. And and I it's, it's just so hard to not say thank you because yeah. <laughs> your bravery and your, your ferocity is the reason that I can sit here and be ridiculous telling this, you know, telling your story, but being ridiculous any other day of the week and feeling very free and able to do that. Thank you. But I, I, I just want to interject that it was not, I was not brave, nor was I courageous. I was uh, determined, and I was determined to change things as I saw them happening. And what I saw happen um, was my mother dying at the eight while I was seven years old, and I'm the oldest of four. And my grandmother and the older people said she wouldn't have died if she hadn't been colored. But growing up in a segregated society, especially in Selma, Alabama, I knew that white people didn't like black people and black people didn't like white people. But I didn't think that white people hated black people so much they would 
um, they would let our mother die or my father's wife die or my grandmother's only child die. So I made a vow when I was seven that I was going to change things when I got big. Wow. And getting big meant at the tender ripe old age of 13, <laughs> hearing Dr. Um, Martin Luther King speak for the first time. And um, he was talking to our parents and the adults about registering to vote and what it was going to take. Right. Um, at the time, I did not understand nor care about registering to vote. Mm -hmm. However, he uh, said three words that I, I have lived by ever since I was 13. He said, you could get, do, get anybody to do anything with steady, loving confrontation. And hmm. he said that, and it sounds so quiet going by my ears. But the second time he said it in that speech, I distinctively heard, Linda, wow. you can get anybody to do anything with steady, loving confrontation. And I remember jumping up saying, oh, yeah, that's how I'm going to do it. And my grandmother pulling me back down. You know, we were in a church. Yeah. You know, you better you be quiet, child. Right. <laughs> you better be seen and not heard. <laughs> yes, but that, and, and then there were so many people there that um, was standing with Dr. King, and, and I was one of them. And I know we had some people wanted the right to vote, some people wanted the right to move wherever they wanted to live. But me, I wanted to change things. And all those things meant uh, integrating schools uh, or, you know, living where I wanted to live. But it also meant women's, women's medical uh, assistance. Wow. And that was wow. way back then. So <laughs> I just I mean, you know, it, when you hear that, because, again, turning 15 on the road to freedom is the dramatic. It's at this point now, it's the dramatic interpretation of the moments that you spent living your life fighting for, you know, civil rights. And it's awesome to see the young people in that play uh, um, picking up the characters that I talk of, you know, mm -hmm. I speak about, and and bringing them to life off the off those pages. This um, musical is, um, if I do say so myself, <laughs> <laughs> and please do. If I do say so myself, it is awesome. The young people are awesome, mm -hmm. and it gives you walk away with the sense of I can do more. So where do I go to do it? What do I do? You know, and there are so many human causes out there that affects not you, not them, but us. Right. That puts those causes, put um, unity back in the word community. Because if we band together across this country to change, back then it was our parents trying to get the right to vote. And uh, they were like, I was like, okay, I can't vote until I'm 21. But we knew our parents could not 
do this, just do this by themselves. So from 1963-64 until January 3rd of 1965, the children of Selma was trained in the principles of nonviolence by um, Dr. Bernard Lafayette and, 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 and Congressman John Lewis and Reverend James Orange and uh, Reverend Jimmy Webb. We were trained in the principles of nonviolence. And while they were training us, the children of Selma organized ourselves. We knew if our parents uh, marched, they would go to jail. Okay, that's one. They would lose their jobs. That's two. But in 1964 and 65, we knew that the family would disintegrate. They would break up the family. Mm -hmm. Much like what is happening at the borders now. They would separate the family. And if we had let that happen, there would be no more movements, we'd be trying to get our freedom back. Right. You know, fighting a civil war. Right. But um, we knew that back then. So that's why the children of Selma marched and went to jail. And I'm proud to say uh, before my 15th birthday, I have been jailed nine times. <laughs> because you're, you're looking at a happy and proud jailbird. Why? I didn't go to jail for taking anything from anybody. Mm -hmm. Didn't go to jail for hurting anybody. I went to jail for what I believed in. And I believed that I could make change in women's health issues at that time. And I'm still fighting for that. If somebody has said that in 2019 that I would still be fighting for the basic human rights, I would have uh, probably in my nonviolent uh, stage, I pro- probably would have uh, <laughs> fought them. But this brings me back to the play. The, uh, Turning 15 on the Road to Freedom, a musical, will have you leaving with a commitment to go do something positive. Because you're doing this. um, It talks about voting. And please, people, if any of you ever see me out there, please do not tell me you're not, you do not exercise that right to vote. Because I don't be, I I, I grew up nonviolent. I am in the nonviolent era. I think things can be changed non-violently, but if you tell me you didn't vote... It's on. It, it's on like popcorn. <laughs> you see, you know what's so funny? Because I was sitting here thinking the exact same thing because, you know, we're in this country right now, It it is very clear that we have seen the results of what happens when people do not show to, up to, to vote. And it leaves... Everyone, when you shirk that responsibility and you don't encourage other people to get out and register, you don't encourage people to get out and do the things that they need to do to affect change. And and being somebody who, you know, I'm like, you know, I'll be quick to say I'm the king of the keyboard courage mm-hmm. in that now that I've started to tap into who I am as a, a 
a, you know, a human being observing stuff that I can have much more interesting things to say about it and hope that I can change people's minds through just being able to read something that I've written. Mm. And But even with that, it's still not the same as standing out there right. and being in that number and being counted that way. And I, and, you know, like I said, I am very blessed because I come from, I, I, like, I always tell people that I was very lucky that I was wedged in between two different movements that I didn't realize were going to ultimately change my life. Mm-hmm. And one of them was, of course, the civil rights movement. I was born a couple of years after mm-hmm. the marches. And in that time, I was being, you know, folks before I was even born were trying to make sure that I would be able to have a space in this country and in this this world and live my life as free as I possibly can. Beautiful. And then, you know, two years later after I was born, then there's Stonewall, and then that has a whole other aspect of who I am mm-hmm. as a human being as well. And I've been, you know, promised that I'm going to have the freedoms to be exactly who I am right now. Right. And it was because of other people and the efforts that they made. And, you know, it's so hard because, I, you know, I am... I'm at the age where I'm saying those things that my parents used to say, and I'm like, damn, I just became them just like that. Darn it. Overnight, (laughs) you realize that I do, I do. These kids today, that's like one of the things that come out of my mouth. Or how do these these young people and their music, (laughs) it's like I find those things coming out of my mouth. And then I realize that, you know, these kids that I'm talking about today are benefiting from the, the mere fact that people like you stood in front of dogs and stood in front of of water hoses and stood in front of police with you know batons and and just hate for who you are and i just can't imagine what that must have been like as a an, an adolescent cuz you were you were stepping into becoming a woman as well and it's like to see how ugly the world is how did you maintain that view like that that you you just knew you woke up you were inspired but how did how did you know how did you really know that you'd be able to pull it off i knew and i honestly knew in my heart because there were so many people i would not be by myself that's what i knew there were so many people that uh was out there but out there with me, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't alone. And whatever our agenda was, some were to get voting rights, some was to get, make sure integration happened, some was to, you know, like me, women's health, and others, whatever was in our minds that we were fighting nonviolently for, and I use that word all the time, <laughs> nonviolently, because I am still fighting nonviolently. I only get violent when you tell me you haven't voted. <laughs> and um, but we were standing together because we knew that there was unity in numbers. And I like to uh, remind people that the children of Birmingham. In 1963, had the hoses and the waters. They went to jail, the dogs and so forth on them. They were fighting for desegregation laws. Those desegregation laws passed in Congress, the U.S. Congress, 
1964. Mm -hmm. In 1965, from January 3rd to March 7th, the children of Selma marched and went to jail, marched and went to jail. On March 7th, they was beaten along with other adults across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Mm. Yep. They were marching for voting rights. The Voting Rights Act bill was passed um, August 6, 1965. The children, now it's coming back full circle, the children now will change things and bring it home. Is is that what what you feel? Because this this piece, turning fifteen on the road to freedom, like as I read more about what what it is that you want to see people get out of this, is like you are talking about invigorating the younger generation. That's it. That's it. And um, because the young people were pivotal parts in two pieces of legislature, uh, this country two important pieces of legislature this country had in the 20th century. Now the children are going to be the one to bring this circle to a close. Mm -hmm. And see, you don't have to say, well, we got the right to vote. Yeah, you got the right to vote, but it's being taken away from you. Um, You know, um, my friend Irene Mm -hmm. and I were talking as we were coming over here you know, people get to Twitter, and they want to see what uh, Forty-Five has uh, <laughs> has has said today. And Forty-Five says some of the stupidest things. <laughs> uh, if you don't like it, you can call me. Because uh, I don't care. <laughs> really don't care. But the things that are being said and things that are being done, you know, um, is something to get your eyes off the big picture. That's now you you you're not watching when he's when um, he says something dumb and and they like gut it, mm-hmm. the Voting Rights Act. Yep. You know, and then each state is gutting the Voting Rights Act from the state level. Mm-hmm. But you're not watching that. You're dealing with how dumb can he get? Mm-hmm. You voted for me, dumb. <laughs> okay, face facts. <laughs> Which is, it's so interesting because, you know, for you to watch things like, for example, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day about Stacey Abrams and how what happened to her in Georgia was such a travesty in terms of how not only have you, uh, you you've gutted people's rights to vote in general, but then you literally are taking their votes from and you and, and people and are them standing by, worried about what this man said about uh, who was dumb. Mm-hmm. They gave him a script. Who gave him the script? I don't know. <laughs> but let your imagination run, cause he is dumb. <laughs> they gave him a script, and he's following his script while the that Republican Senate mm-hmm. is. I guess I can use the word screwing you every day. You they screwing you in every. places you didn't know you could be screwed. Yep. And you don't even know it. We need to go back to grassroots. Grassroots and educate ourselves. It's all right to tell me, um, oh, you know, we registered a hundred and fifty people today. 
good. Mm -hmm. So how many of that 150 is guaranteed to go to the polls? Right. Why aren't you educating them as to what it is they are voting for, who they might be voting for, why they might be voting for them? You need to educate them. That's what they did in 1965. And that's what the people of Alabama did uh, a couple of years ago when we um, nominated uh, Senator Doug Jones, Mm -hmm. a Democrat from Alabama, hadn't been a Democrat from Alabama in the Senate in 56 years. We did a grassroots thing with Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. We went and knocked on the doors. We have to, okay, it's all right, people, register as many folks you want. Mm-hmm. But go back, follow them up, make sure they are educated as to what will it's be happening. on that ballot. So many people get discouraged because they'll go to the polls and they'll see amendment or something like this mm-hmm. on a ballot, and they've never heard of it before. Some states are even changing the polling, uh, the voting dates. Y'all need to wake up up. and listen. I know I'm talking to all intelligent people, and none of you are doing this. But just in case you got some friends, you know, I want the southern accent to come out. Just in case you got some friends, let them know. But if you really, really want to be entertained on January 18th and 19th, you need to be at the Riverside Theater. Here in New York. York. I'll be there, too. And be waving at you if you want me to wave. Have a conversation if you want me to have a conversation. And definitely take pictures. (laughs) But here's the thing, too, (laughs) is that it's here in New York. We're having the—this is basically the kickoff for a tour that's Mm -hmm. going to be going on throughout the country. And this is your opportunity now. At this beginning of this year, go to turning15ontheroad.com to find out all of the information that you need to find out about where this play is going to be when it comes to your town. Mm -hmm. And this is a perfect opportunity for you to not only take in something that is cultural, because, you know, we all need the arts. Yes. But at the same time, the story... The person that the story is about, which, as you can hear, honey, fierce to the fierce to the core. <laughs> Don't play yourselves, kids. But at the same time, what you're doing and what you're saying is so valid and so wonderful and so true. It's like you are invigorating the youth, and it's like, and if nothing else, the youth like Greta Thornburg and 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 the kids from the the high school in Florida and oh, all of these. They are fantastic. You, you, when you see that and you see that kind of energy and that kind of vigor, does that just bring joy to you? That the, it warms my heart, and I am um, one of their biggest cheerleaders um, because those kids in Florida are quiet on the scene, but they've gotten that. The NRA, uh, mm-hmm. they 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 taken a big chunk out of them. Yeah, they really have. Uh, and Greta is uh, the young lady with the global global warming warming thing, and I be going, ooh, I like that chat. <laughs> but the thing is, they show what we children showed in the in the sixties. You have to be consistent. You can't start something, and as long as CNN is filming for two weeks, Mm -hmm. you know, you're out there with the bullhorn and you're marching or walking, 
And then when CNN leaves, mm-hmm. the movement leaves. If you start something, you must be consistent. That's it. That's all it takes. You must be consistent. And um, I think you'll be a powerful people. But this is a powerful place. Y'all, y'all need to come see it now. Turning 15 <laughs> on the road to freedom. Based on the life of Miss Linda Blackman-Lowry. Please, please, please go to turning15ontheroad.com so that you can start your, your your plans now. If this is the perfect time, we are in this new year. Yeah. And it is time, you know, we are we have let a lot of stuff happen in this past year. We have seen a lot of changes, hopefully, <laughs> that have happened in this past year <laughs> by the time y'all are hearing this. But at the same time, <laughs> if you are, this is a wonderful thing. And you know, one other thing that I want to note, too, and this is before we, we, we leave, is that Ali Sheedy, for those of you who are of a certain age and a certain demographic, <laughs> remember Ali Sheedy as part of the Brat Pack that turned out, turned some of his children out in the 80s that were following the entertainment <laughs> scene. And I, I, I want to say something that I think is really very beneficial and very true to all of us and everybody that's in a cause and everybody that has a thing that's going on. And that is, we cannot do anything in this world without our allies. Mm-hmm. And literally her name is Ally, <laughs> if you look at it. But to think that Ali Sheedy saw something in this that she then took the the time and the energy to want to invest and, 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 and encourage and mm-hmm. to grow and to develop takes a lot because that experience that's being told on that stage isn't really her experience. Mm-mm. And she could go on with her day and not be bothered. Yeah. But she chooses to do that. And so when we have allies that do that, and you know, and I say this a lot too with with my LGBT folks, it's like you got to stop hating so much on the straight folks because we can't get a lot of stuff done if straight folks ain't helping us out either. And so as people of color, we have to remember that we are all together in this mix, and we, we have to all each help other. each other. We and do. so we have to stop the separation. We have to stop this craziness because mm-hmm. it that is what's destroying us. One of the one of the things I like to say, and I love Ali, I I. Um, so appreciate her, and you know she's in my phone on speed dial, and, <laughs> and uh, but one of the things I like to tell people is um, we can't get we can't do this by ourselves. You know, certain people thought in the '60s that the voting uh, voting only affected those people in the South, mm-hmm. but the 1965 Voting Rights Rights Act gave people across this country. The um, the rights, and especially women. So y'all need to get out there and vote That's this it. time because you didn't get out there and vote last time, <laughs> okay? Because you didn't want to vote for Trump and you didn't want to vote for Hillary, so you stayed your butts at home. This time you need to get out and do it. That's called November mm-hmm. 2020. All right. Okay. You heard that. <laughs> but turning but, 15. But we, everything that is happening affects each of us. See, it used to be just voting rights mm-hmm. or uh, integration. Right. Now it's human rights. Because if they can do it to you, they I mean, can. if they can do it to them, people. they can do it to you, That's me, it. and others. And, and so you need to get out there and be concerned about what's happening. I'm sorry. No, don't But be turning sorry. 15 on the road to freedom, That's it. the play, 
And you can pick up the book, too. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget. Marketing, honey. Market, market, market. And again, thank you so, so thank you much, Ms. Thank you for Linda. having me. Um, I, am, I am just in awe of meeting you. Um, you know, I like I said before, <laughs> and I said at the top of this, is like we are all here because we are able to stand on the shoulders of the people before us. And very rarely, at least in my experience for me with this, do I actually get to meet someone who has has been in the trenches for real, for real. Not, you know, not Twitter trenching and not Facebook mad, <laughs> but for real, for real. And in that process, evoke some real change. And the real change that, that, that you and many people worked on oh, is the yes. change that allows me and many people like me to do what we get to do every day. And so for any of us, if we're walking past you and we see you and we don't tell you thank you, you have every right to get you, you can you can step out your nonviolent zone then because it is important for us to remember that. And so with that, make sure you go to turning15ontheroad.com. Find out where the show is going to be t- touring through your, your thing. And also, too, it's an opportunity. If you would like to have this show come to your town, this is a great opportunity for you to reach out to the folks that are running this and having this be a part of the conversation because that's what's important. And, you know, not to be cheesy, but... It, it does take these kids to be able to do this. And so yes. we need to be a little bit more mindful of that. So and I let Pete, I let children know that they are powerful. Yeah. You, they really are powerful and they have a voice. They need to use it before they lose it. Amen. And people, uh, uh, grown people like me Same and room. others, okay, we need to listen to our children. I let children know, and I paraphrase um, Common and John Legend a lot. Mm-hmm. The, in, in the uh, song Glory, Common says, you take the wisdom of the elderly and the energy of the young. I paraphrase the wisdom of the elderly and the energy and knowledge of the young. Our young people got knowledge. Yep. We need to listen, and we need to support them and not be the ones uh, leading all the time. We need to support our youth. And make them the new leaders. And make them the new leaders. I love it. Oh, well, Miss Linda, thank you so much. You're so welcome. And again... Turning 15 on the road to freedom.com. Turning 15 on the road.com. Turning road 15 on the road to freedom is the piece. If you get a chance, do it. If you're in New York, come see it. That's all I can say. All right, and we'll be back. <laughs>